Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, the nonprofit ninja, Natalie Jablonski, is here. That's right. Specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. Well, hello, Marjorie. Hey, Natalie. What's going on? Well, I'm smiling. Do you know why? I don't. It looks it looks evil and scary, and so I'm not sure I want to know why. Well, let me just tell you, there's <laughs> one thing that makes me smile every time, and that's because tonight is a one-on-one. Which is not evil and scary, by the way. No, it's delish. <laughs> this is a great cab. Mm-hmm. You'd pick good wines. Yeah, well, I, I went to uh, our local tiny little wine store that's not far from here. And well, you're so generous. Thank yeah, you for doing it. It was delicious. So. Oh, yes, the price tag is still on it. Oh, <laughs> and it's, you know Classic. what, considering the numbers that are on there, mm-hmm. it's even a better bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive. Yeah, not bad for the price. I like to not discriminate against wine. I feel like they should be all inclusive and they mm-hmm. should all get their turn at the table. So. Exactly. So, you know, usually we drink Zinfandels, we drink some um, Moscatos, and today I think we're drinking a Cabernet. Well, uh, would you rather drink a Moscato, like a sweeter wine, or would you rather drink a white, uh, like a, a red wine, a little drier? Personally, a big red. You're a red, a big red person. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of that concept of which you like more, I thought it'd be fun to play a nonprofit version of Would You Rather. Ooh. Uh oh. So I'm hoping our audience <laughs> plays along, uh, wherever they are today listening. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to comment on our Facebook page uh, once you listen to the show. And ask us a question about would you rather, and then Marjorie and oh, I yeah. will accept the challenge. We will tell you our answers as well. It's kind of yes. fun to do, and that'd be fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah I'd love to hear from our listeners so, on that one. Uh, and you can expand on your answer, obviously. So let let me give you an easy one because okay. I'm fairly certain that as long as we've been friends, I know your answer. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear uh, what our audience has to say. I can't wait. So, would you rather work on writing a grant mm-hmm. or deliver a public speaking presentation about your organization oh deliver the public speaking presentation (laughs) i got that on lock (laughs) it's just funny because when i said write a grant she actually literally started pulling out eyebrow lashes like it was it was happening i mean i can do them i do them okay i do them well actually i might say but they're a lot more work for me than going and doing a speech it's exhausting yeah it's a lot of work and i don't have much you know, public speaking anxiety. So, and it's killing trees. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, oh, I try to do them as electronic as possible. If, if I would much rather, I think even in school, like if I had to do a, a test and mm-hmm. it was multiple choice or true and false versus the essay, I would flip to the essay portion first mm-hmm. and fill Give that out just to give myself confidence <laughs> that I wasn't going to totally overthink. The other part of it. And I think that's part of my problem with grant writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I could tell a good story verbally Mm -hmm. uh, because it's nice and gray. But when you get into some of that, it's like you you only have a limited amount of words and you have to be very succinct. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have to know your program inside and out, which is great that I do. But sometimes you're thinking about and you're like, oh, that's a question I haven't thought about. So Mm -hmm. how would that work? And um, especially if you're going for something that's new. Oh, yeah. It's a new grant request. I would totally rather. Oh yeah, I could do ten presentations before <laughs> I would rather yes yeah, sit down at a grant. But making the budget tied to the actual numbers you write down. But and- <laughs> thank goodness for those of you who are in the St. Louis metropolitan area. If you're applying for a local grant, uh, many people are converting to the Missouri Common Grant application. It's like the best, the greatest, <laughs> because you just fill it out in January and it's good for the whole year. And mm-hmm. You've got everything done and. 
It is. It is very nice. I appreciate. What do you have? Chocolate. I have chocolate. You have chocolate too. Oh well, then I'm not complaining. We have chocolate and wine. This is a chocolate and wine one-on-one. Maybe a special edition. This was a fundraiser chocolate too. Oh, we're supporting a preschool in the area. Best. (laughs) I love little kids and chocolate. Well, I had to buy it from his dad, as he the kid didn't come in and sell it, which is slightly disappointing. So, man, actually, that brings up a good one. Well, well, yes. Would you rather Hmm. buy high school band? Uh, gift wrap or Girl Scout cookies. Oh, see, now you have put me in the predicament. I have. I know. I did that intentionally. You (laughs) you did this because those of you who know me on a personal level know that I have a a senior in high school that is extremely active in the band program, which means I am extremely active in the band (laughs) program. And all of my band parents who may be listening to this are like, go ahead, Jablonski, say it, right? (laughs) Of course I would rather buy... From the band. <laughs> Can we have cookies from the band? Because that would be great. It would be nice if they'd start selling cookies, right? <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, so I do like the cookies. Here's my problem with, with the cookies. First off, I don't mind paying for them. And those who have the argument about, oh, my gosh, they went up so much over the years. So is gas. Get over it. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm a Thin Mint girl. So if all mm. of you are looking and taking notes for the gift-giving season, feel free to remember that Thin Mints are my favorite. That being said, I will buy two to four boxes during the cookie caravan time per, kids? per kid. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'll give all these kids on my front doorstep. They've all Googled me. Um, <laughs> Mr. Jablowski, you said you'd buy four boxes. Uh, but my problem is I put them in and I'm like, I'm going to eat those. Mm-hmm. And here's the kicker. I, I don't. What do you do with them? I, I forget about them or I'm like, oh, I'll save those for a special occasion. You to come and raid your freezer. I probably soon. throw away three to five boxes every year that I don't eat. I don't even understand how that works. I, I know because they have so many preservatives <laughs> in them. They should be good for three to four years. Just like Cracker Barrel cheese, right? Mm, exactly. <laughs> but the, the idea is that I, I don't know why I, I get them, but I think, Oh, I'm going, and once in a while I will open it and I'll eat one or two mm-hmm. because I think of how much they are per cookie when I do the math and I think I should only be eating one or two of these. Mm. And then I forget about them. Now I will tell you what doesn't go to waste though is the, the peppermint. Not the peppermint, the peanut butter, chocolate. Oh, the tagalongs. Yes. So yeah. I have lifelong Girl Scout here, so okay. I can school you on Girl Scout. Cookies I've got if you two like. <laughs> boys in the household that pretty much. I think both of their middle names are peanut butter, mm. or maybe one's peanut, the other one's butter. But all I know is that is their favorite. If they are in the house, they not only go in the refrigerator so that they can be cold Ooh, yeah, when they eat them. That yes, uh, they argue and fight over who gets them. So that's not a problem. <laughs> but the thin, I always end up wasting thin mints. I should just bring mm. them to work and. Eat my one or two and let everyone else enjoy them. So something like that, or put them in the office. Or I could wrap or... them with the wrapping paper that I got from the there band. <laughs> I wish Girl Scout cookies sold right before Christmas. That's my only complaint. <laughs> well, there you go. They, yeah, they, they tend to sell like right during, uh, you know, New Year's resolution time, which makes me a little. That sad being said, this. if we're going to plug the band, that I mm-hmm. think it should be only fair to say that if anyone's listening from the University of Mizzou, Zachary has applied. He wants to be in the marching Mizzou. Please accept his application. <laughs> Thank you. That's been your PSA. Hopefully by the time this airs. Oh, we're waiting desperately (laughs) to hear. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have an update when we hear this. (laughs) So do you have another one for me? I do. Are you ready? Yeah. This is going to be a little tougher. Play a little hardball. Would you rather send an email to a disgruntled client or would you rather have a phone conversation with a disgruntled client? 
So I'd totally rather send the email, but I know I need to make the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what you should do. <laughs> but I'd much rather send the email because then I don't have to deal with the back and forth of the conversation. I can fully think out what I'm going to say at every step of the word and make sure every word is perfect and really, really gets my message out. Do you ever like write down notes before you make the phone call so that you have things you can put in there? Yeah, but I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Please we're honest. So, yeah. It's hard to eat chocolate and have a podcast. It really is. I, I didn't realize what a bad idea that was. <laughs> My apologies for the rest of you who are not enjoying this because this is really good chocolate. Just, yeah. So, you know, in nonprofits, we, we do a lot of our own housework. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you rather empty the trash after a potluck or remove the bugs from the fluorescent lights? Oh, hell. <laughs> I do. I feel a little Jimmy Fallon coming on again. Yeah. I make a mistake. Not sure which. So I, those of you who who don't know this, Marjorie, I don't know if I've ever shared this little bit of detail. Is I am very sensitive to smell. Mm, I did not know I'm that. Hypersensitive to smell. Probably one of the reasons that whenever you open the wine, I'm always mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, it smells so good," and it's not mm-hmm. even near me yet. Yeah. I have a I have a very overactive sniffer, mm. uh, which is super helpful in a gas leak. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Not so helpful during gross, quote unquote, activities. Mm-hmm. So the bugs I would take because mm-hmm. the smell would probably overwhelm Very me. Very smell there. And uh, I have a sensitive stomach when it comes to smells that are unpleasant. Mm. Yeah, and that potluck. No. With the manicotti, mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. fish. Stop, no, the, the, stop because even <laughs> listening to it this is n- causing me a little green and now I'm going to drink more wine. <laughs> which Which would you prefer? Uh, you know, I would actually probably in this case rather take out the trash because I've, I've spent way too many afternoons feeling like there were bugs in my hair because I emptied the, the bugs out of the fluorescent lights. We are, we are in the middle of a wooded area here. So we get bugs. It's really pretty, it but happens. it's very buggy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know. Like you'll be taking out the trash. I'll be cleaning out the bugs. We, we so, make a good yeah, team, as we done. usually do, right? <laughs> Actually, I, I typically, though, um, delegate Mike to take out the trash. And- <laughs> well, when he's not <laughs> doing a great job as our uh, as our sound producer, right? <laughs> so if we're going to clean up, mm-hmm. then let's, let's just ask the big question. Mm-hmm. Because this seems to be the complaint amongst lots of nonprofits when it comes to the staff area. Mm-hmm. Would you rather clean out the staff fridge mm. or clean out the staff microwave? Oh, the fridge. Hands down. No problem. Because I have no problem throwing away your Tupperware if it's moldy. <laughs> like, it's moldy, and I know you're going to put it in your dishwasher and reuse it, and I'm not okay with that, so I'm throwing it away. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. So all Tupperware, do not come near her. It's gone, yeah, right? I'm sorry. Like, if it's yeah, if it's growing something other than what you put in there. Do you no. ever open the microwave and just wonder what in the world someone brought? Yeah, a lot of times. I'm like, why did you... And it's on the ceiling of the microwave and the sides and the, I don't, and there are multiple colors. And there's not that many of us that work here. No. And, and, but nobody did it. No, I don't know. (laughs) This is my favorite. I never bring my lunch. Yes. Really? Because I'm fairly certain I saw you heat up lunch three days ago and not put a cover on and then scurry back to your office. Yes. I don't, I don't understand the, and and the refrigerator, here's the part that bothers me about the refrigerator. So now we've gotten one of my pet peeves, right? (laughs) This is going to be a PSA for all of you out there who have a staff refrigerator and work in a tight environment, meaning that there's not a lot of room in the refrigerator. And please know that I love you and I'm taking this to heart. If you bring your refrigerated items in a refrigerated type container, like a cooler or something that has like a little koozie that keeps it. No, no, there's more. (laughs) You have two options, but not three. First option is to leave it in said container where it already is temperature controlled because you put ice or something in it. 
until it's time to enjoy it. The second would be to take it out of said container and put it in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. There is no third option of leaving it in that refrigerator temperature control container and putting the entire thing (laughs) in the refrigerator, which then takes up more space for everyone else. If you do that, you pretty much should wear a hello, my name is sticker and put the words lazy on it because Mm -hmm. it takes up space. Everyone else now can't put their food in because your big honking refrigerator container is taking up all the space in the refrigerator. And that is my PSA. And you're welcome. And those people are are right up there in my book with the people who don't wash their own darn And if you're going to be passive aggressive, that just go and tell someone, (laughs) as executive directors, if this is happening to you, get out of your chair and go have a conversation with Mm -hmm. that person. Do not send an email to everybody going, it has come to my attention that some people are, you know who damn well who's doing it. (laughs) You saw them carrying it. It's a wine on one. And we're going to be, we're going to be straight to y'all. Go find them and tell them to to take it out. All right. PSA is over. All right. What so else? since uh, since we're on the, the subject, would you rather fire an employee or fire a volunteer who, who's been with the organization for 15 years and is also a $200 a year donor? Oh, is there a third option? No. I know my last one didn't have one either. <laughs> wow. Gun to your head, you have to answer. Well. Wow, it's just got serious, y'all. She she's she's rolling yeah. out the big guns, literally. <laughs> you know, part of, so I will answer, but before I do, I preface it with I think it depends on the reason that we're having to fire said mm-hmm. volunteer or said employee. Because if the employee has done something which really causes harm to the organization and the greater good of the organization. Both of them have embezzled. Oh, oh cry many. First <laughs> off, why are your volunteers have money control? Uh, uh, well, in that case, either of them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do either faster. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't bother. I wouldn't blink an eye. I mean, <laughs> if it's too if, easy. <laughs> if, it's imp- if it's impacting the organization as a whole, it's impacting other clients. I, I, I am one of those people that it doesn't bother me to have to let someone go. I never really call it firing. I'd give them the opportunity to be successful <laughs> somewhere else because the route is anyone can be successful. They have the opportunity to be successful. It's just perhaps the environment that we have placed them in is not working for them. That is so fair. they have to learn that lesson and they sometimes have to learn it the hard way. Mm-hmm. And then we have to, if they haven't learned it the hard way, we have to demonstrate what they've done and give them the opportunity to try again, but not with us. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so it does make a difference to me if that employee is a $10,000 donor mm-hmm. or the employee or the volunteer is a million dollar donor. That's off the table if it comes to impacting the organization as a whole. Yeah. I will say that I once had to fire a, a volunteer who was also a nun. And that oh. was, that was real hard, real hard. My dad still gives me a hard time about that as a, to show how mean I am. You know, I knew there was a reason I didn't sit directly next to you during <laughs> these. And due to lightning, I am so glad. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're a tough cookie. Yeah. Well, you know, you have, you have to do what you have to do for the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. And either which way, those situations are tough. But um, yeah, you have to do it. You have to do it, right? And you ha- you can buy your volunteers. You can. I've had, I, I have to have to do it. It is tough. Mm-hmm. It is a tough conversation to have. I've had to do it in this organization, the organization I had previously, the organization previously before that. Um, you really have to make sure politically everything's in check, like uh, especially if you're not the executive director, you need to make sure everybody's, yeah. you need to have your documentation. There's a lot of similar veins going on with this, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately but pretty much the same. There are some hard lines you still cannot cross as a volunteer. And so you need to know what those are. And um, for the safety of everyone involved, you have to be able to make sure you can have someone that can do that if it's not you. Right? Yeah. 
All right. So how about this one? Because uh, travel in nonprofit seems to be, how do we save money, right? Mm-hmm. So they're always like, oh, do you want to drive or do you want to fly? Could it save us $45 if you drive as opposed mm-hmm. to fly? And I'm like, really? Is my my time? So have the time in. Make if, sure you have the time. Right. So if the, if all was fair mm-hmm. uh, with across the board with regards of how much it costs and the time would be the same, et cetera, mm-hmm. would you rather drive to a meeting with a board member in your car mm-hmm. for five hours or would you rather fly with a board member for five hours? I think drive because I feel like driving, like I'm, I'm guessing if it's going to be about the same amount of time, we're driving for about five hours or mm-hmm. so. Maybe we're going to Chicago from St. Louis. Right. Something that's like why that. I that time frame. Yeah. That's in get a lot of those. You know, I feel like driving is, can be not always less stressful than flying because you have the, all the wait time. You've got the setup time. You've got to get there on time. You got to be, and then there's just a lot of hurry up and wait with flying. I feel like with driving, you get in the car, you go and you, you stop, you take a bathroom break here and there. You know, if, if you're going five hours, maybe you need to take four of them. I don't know. Um, it depends on who you're with. This is true. So, Which is why I said know. board member. It gives you some flexibility, yeah. right? So, and you know, I mean, if I'm going to be stuck sitting next to a person for that amount of time, at least I'm in a chair that's comfy on my butt. <laughs> See, now you and I and our opposites on this. Really? I'd rather fly. Hmm. And I've got some really what I consider great reasons into my argument. First off, neither of you are distracted by driving, which means if I'm going to be a board member, I can have deeper conversations mm. or because neither of you are driving, um, I have a reason to take a nap. Oh, we're flying. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a nap because it's going to be a long day when we get there and I can check out. A bad idea. It's really hard to drive with another person on a road trip and then just say, I know you're driving and it's really hard, but I'm going <laughs> to take a nap now for three hours and snore. Um, and plus the snoring is kind of overdone by the, the air flow in a, in a plane yeah. a little better. Also, not only do they serve alcohol on planes, but it's perfectly appropriate to have a drink on a plane. <laughs> Depending on which state you live in, you know, mm-hmm. having an alcoholic beverage in the car, open container-wise, may not work no, for you. Right? Okay. No. So, you know, it's that's, that's it's perfectly posh to be able to say, I think I'll have, you know, I'll have some, you know, a mimosa today while I'm I'm here to, well, depending on your board member, they might actually buy, right? That's, that's, well, gosh, any more of those board members. But, <laughs> see, and I'm a really good car chatter. Like I, I feel like I have some of my best conversations in the car and I think part of it is because you're not looking eye to eye with a person. You can't. So like you could say some things that maybe you wouldn't, but it's not, it's, you're not over the line with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So you can have some of those more freewheeling and you've got all this time. And see, and I like to read. Mm. I like to read. I like to do puzzles. I like to play board games on my tablet. Mm -hmm. That that, for me, that's my traveling is my downtime. Oh, that's fair. And so now, if I'm the one driving, obviously I don't read while I'm driving unless it's just the road signs. You know, (laughs) uh, nor do I nor do I have a beverage when I'm driving. Um, But I also find because people think I'm driving Miss Daisy, and I drive a little slower than Mm. most people. Sometimes it aggravates them. Um, I never know when the right time is to go to the bathroom. Like, is it time to stop and what happens if I get a stomach ache on the way? It's really difficult to be able to stop four times. Mm. And then that's an awkward conversation. And mm. so that's my issue with driving. I do it, but I'd rather fly. Yeah, I can see I can see both sides on that one. Yeah, well, how about a last one for us? Right? Okay. So it's, um, it's coming to the point where we need to look at training. Mm-hmm. Would you rather return emails for an hour nonstop? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather sit through a one-hour computer-based training? Emails. Really? Yeah. Is it all the different little, like the little touches? Yeah. I'm able to get a lot more done. I feel like when I'm sitting and watching a training, especially if there isn't a lot going on that's visual, I, 
I zone out. Like yeah. now if I'm, would I rather like actually be sitting in front of somebody who's doing a training and, sure. in, a, in a group? I'd probably yeah. actually rather Much do more that. interactive, right? Yeah. I, I always say the brain can only absorb what the butt can endure. Yeah. So. And one um, hour isn't too bad. Yeah. But, I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, um, maybe we would all do better in our training if we got to have more one-on-ones and drink Ooh, wine. There should be more happy hours. Oh, during, I during like training. that. I like that. Good, good job today. Cheers. Cheers. And thank you to all of you for joining us on 501 Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studios of Mind's Eye Radio and is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite app and subscribe and leave us some feedback so others can find us. You can find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.